Praise God. Amen. We're talking about a God that inhabits the praises Amen. of his people. That's right. Amen. Amen. And it doesn't matter what circumstance it is, whether it be, you know, a, a, a 400 square foot room or, or a 400,000 square foot room. He's going to show up because he loves to be amidst those who worship his name. Praise God. Praise Amen. God. We are truly so thankful and honored to be with you tonight. Praise God. To make a special service for us as we pass by. Amen. Just to come and worship with this beautiful family in this congregation. Amen. It is an honor to us. It really is. Praise God. Sister Hodge, would you like to say hello, sing, testify, whatever you would like to do. We'd love to hear from you. Praise God. We are so blessed to be here with you all today. Uh, it's been quite a journey from California, and we've heard so many wonderful things about your pastor and his wife and his children, and this church is going to be a revival church. Amen. I mean, I saw Believe them that. serving this community, uh, holding up those signs. You know, a lot of people might roll their eyes at that and say, oh, that doesn't work. Mm. If that's what God said for you to do in your Absolutely. heart, then that's what's going to yeah. work. Amen. You know, uh, we had a, a outreach campaign not too long ago. My husband said, I really feel in the Holy Ghost. We just need to make um, some little flyers and just put them on every car we come in contact with awesome. as fast Amen. as we can. And there was so much criticism. We were saying, well, honey, you're not really connecting with the people. But what we forgot to realize is God put a man in Lake Isabella, God. just like you put a man here in Hammond, and God put something, dropped the thing God wants to do in Amen. his heart. And so, you know, we did that. And how many guests did we have that, that Sunday? 13. We had 13 wow. first-time yes. guests yeah. in that yeah. service. And so I just want to say, trust the process. Yes. Right. You know, the gospel works. The gospel works. Right. Repentance, yeah. baptism, Jesus, name, yes. Amen. But so does a uh, pastor being called to an area. Amen. And so does his family coming with an idea sent from God Praise that God. is going to reach your family. Right. Uh, people in your neighborhood that you thought would never come to Jesus Christ, they're going to come. Yes, they will. And it's going to come Jesus. because this church. And so Amen. I'm so glad we got to be here on the ground floor today. It's exciting Amen. to be here. Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wonderful Savior. Amen. Just a, a quick little introduction. Um, that beautiful lady you just heard from. Amen. I've been married to her next week 30 years. Congratulations. 30 years. Amen. And that's what we're doing. We're, we're out on our 30-year anniversary trip. Amen. And, um, and we're just taking 30 days driving around the country and uh, visiting home missions churches Amen. and trying to be a blessing. We just want to be a blessing to the kingdom of God and the Praise people God. of God. Amen. And home missions is in our heart. We've started two churches. Amen. We still pastor one of them in Lake Isabella. In November, it will be 22 years awesome. that we've pastored Praise that God. church. Amen. started that church when I was 26 years old. Amen. And, um, and God has blessed and God allowed us to raise our children there in a home mission setting. Awesome. And uh, let me just tell you, uh, Hags, amen, uh, it raises good kids to have them involved in the work of God on a home missions level. Awesome. And so it is so awesome. All three of our sons are ministers. Amen. And uh, they're starting to produce grandchildren left and right. So we're happy. 
Hallelujah. I told him the other day, keep them coming, boys. Amen. Hallelujah. But God is faithful. Amen. When I first stepped into an apostolic assembly, I was 15 years old. Amen. Having been invited by my cousin a lot. Man, she wouldn't leave me alone. She bugged me every week to go to church with her. And I, I didn't want to have anything to do with it. Amen. I was, I was raised by an alcoholic single dad. My mother passed away, unfortunately, when I was two months old. Never knew my mother. And my dad, on a truck driver's salary and a functioning alcoholic home, raised my brother and I. And that was the path that I was supposed to take. His dad was an abusive alcoholic. My great-great-grandfather was even worse. And so as far as the world was concerned, that was the direction I was to go. That's the life I was supposed to live. Amen. And that indeed was the life that I was headed towards. But my cousin, she kept inviting me to church and bugging me and I was involved in sports, and I was doing all the things in the world that a 15-year-old boy will do, amen, and, and I didn't want anything to do with it. And so finally, I told her one afternoon, I said, listen, Debbie, I will go with you once, but then you need to leave me alone. I'll go once with you, and then leave me alone. And she strategically responded saying, okay, well, if you don't want to go back again after going once, I'll leave you alone. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I walked into that church and, All right. oh my Lord. I, I, I had never been so entertained in all of my life. <laughs> now, I was a very carnal, worldly boy. Amen. And so when I sat in the back of a very large congregation and they were running the aisles and they were jumping up and down and their hands were raised and their voices were lifted. Amen. I didn't know what to think of that. Uh Amen. Except to laugh at it and to mock it and make fun of it. Amen. I was dodging bobby pins from the old lady that sat in front of me shouting her hair down. I was just having the time of my life. Hallelujah. Amen. But on the inside, I was thinking, yeah, I'll never come again. That's what I was thinking. Even though the presence of God was so rich and so real, right. I didn't know how to connect to it. I didn't know what it was that I was feeling. I was just laughing and, and, and enjoying the comedic value of what I was seeing for the first time in my life. Amen. And I was just waiting for service to be over so I could tell her, all right, now leave me alone. Amen. But then the choir got up to sing. (laughs) And the 30, 40 members of the choir began to fill into the platform from behind the wall. And the last one that stepped up on that choir riser was a beautiful young lady named Martha Stewart. Amen. Not the cook that went to prison, but but a different Martha Stewart. Amen. And I leaned over to my cousin and I said, who is that? And my cousin picked up on my carnal curiosity and said, oh, that's, that's Sister Martha Stewart. I think she's about your age. And I thought, whew. And I said right there, then and there, Brother Haig, I said, I'm going to marry that girl. My first time in church. 
talking about a girl that had been raised in church. And I said, I'm going to marry that girl. Amen. And, well, I, I, I tried to make a move on her a little bit later. And she put me in my place and she said, she said, well, I wouldn't have anything to do with you unless you have the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Amen. Catch that. Right. Yeah. Catch that yeah. here in a few years when the boys start advancing. That should be your answer. Yeah. I wouldn't have nothing to do with you unless Amen. you had the Holy Ghost. And my daddy approved of it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Well, she told me that and my response to that rejection was, well, what's the Holy Ghost and how do I get it? <laughs> I will tell you that that was not my only time attending that church. And I will ashamedly admit that it wasn't the Holy Ghost that brought me back. It was the fact that I fell in love with a pretty young girl. Amen. But after she rejected me, amen, I realized there was something there. There was a power and a presence that I wasn't feeling at home. Right. I wasn't feeling at school. I wasn't feeling in the things that I was involved in. Amen. There was a glory. There was a freedom. There was a, there was a pureness that was involved in the place that I had started attending that I could not find elsewhere in the world. Right. And so even though Martha Stewart said, no thanks, hallelujah, I kept coming. And I kept realizing that God had a greater plan for my life. Every time the preacher would preach, I'd realize he's talking directly to me. He's speaking the words that I must hear. He's trying to pull me out of the situation of my own sin. Amen. So that I can know the freedom and deliverance that God wants me to live in. Amen. Amen. And it was just a few short months I did indeed receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And I have not looked back ever since that day, 32 years ago. Amen. And, by the way, I did end up marrying Martha Stewart. Amen. But her name is now Martha Hodge. Hallelujah. And that was 30 years ago, and I thank God every day for it. Praise God. Amen. I want to bring just a word to this congregation tonight. I want to, I want to speak some faith and some strength into those that are here today. And I want to simply say this. It's a, it's a scripture found in the book of Luke, chapter number 1, and verse number 37. It speaks of a, a, a truth about God uh, that is, is often overlooked. Amen. Because of the circumstance that our world's in, especially in the year that we're living, what a right. crazy year we've had to endure uh, so far. Amen. But can I tell you something that God, God's in control even in the midst Amen. of this craziness? Yes. Amen. Coronavirus won't stop God. No. Wildfires in California won't prevent no. him from doing what he does. Right. Amen. Riots and protests and political unrest. None of that causes God to bite his fingernails and worry about what's going to happen. Right. He knows yes, he what does. he's yes, doing. He Praise God. And I'm glad to know him and glad to serve him. Hallelujah. In these chaotic times and everything that goes on. And uh, it seems like every day there's a new news story and it's not quite pleasant. It's right. not pleasant. No, Amen. But it causes me to realize that in the season we're living, we ought to look up. 
for our redemption drawing. Hallelujah. In the midst of the craziest chaotic world, there is a God with tender hands and mercy reaching out to the soul that would believe in his truth and calling. Amen to God. And I hope that I'm in the midst of a people here today that understands that. Amen. That recognizes, uh, hallelujah, that, that there's got to be more to this life than what I'm seeing on the news. That what I'm seeing on social media. That what I'm seeing in my city. There's got to be more. Paul put it this way. He said, if I had hope in this world only. I would be among men most miserable. You're right. If all I had was the best that the world had to offer, my heart would still drop with fear and anxiety. But I'm thankful to know tonight uh, there's more to this life uh, than what the world provides. Uh, there is a great God in heaven looking down upon us, uh, looking for us just to trust in His Word, believe in the moving of His Spirit, and submit our lives to Him through repentance and submission to his word. Praise Amen. God. It's found in Luke chapter 1, verse number 37. Luke chapter 1 and verse number 37. It's a short verse, but oh, how powerful it is. And I hope that I can do it justice tonight in my short comments to us tonight. Amen. It simply says this, For with God, nothing Amen. shall be Impossible. That's right. Praise God. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Amen. Amen. I hope that I can help somebody believe that statement tonight. I hope that the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God will rest on me to speak faith into your heart so much so that when we leave this place together here in just a few minutes, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, you believe this statement. With God, nothing shall be impossible. Let's pray that God opens our hearts and our minds right now. Savior, we're trusting in your mighty word, God, to speak faith into our spirits right now as we call upon your name and trust you to direct our path. A path, God, that you designed for us to travel. Oh, God, that we would show forth the light of Christ in our lives. Lord, bless this church, this pastor, his family. God, by your spirit, uh, and anoint us for the work that you've called us to be a part of in this hour. We give you glory, honor, and praise in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Praise God. Now, in this particular setting, uh, you'll find that it is actually Gabriel, uh, the angel, speaking to Mary. Uh, during the days of her uh, miraculous conception of Jesus Christ. And, and she begins to ponder these things in her mind. And, and uh, Gabriel is quick to let her know, Hey, uh, I, I know that there's some question and inquiry to what's happening to you right now. Amen. But I want to just assure you with yes. God, nothing shall be Amen. impossible. We're talking about a virgin that was to to bear a child and right. and and uh, in medical and and human standards that's absolutely impossible right. amen but with god nothing yeah. shall amen. be impossible amen, amen. Yeah. when the lord looked upon 
the vessels of the earth as far as humanity, as far as women was concerned. Uh, he began to look for one pure and righteous uh, right. and lovely, and he found the maiden Mary. Right. Amen. And he chose her uh, to bring forth that miraculous seed of the Holy Ghost uh, and bear Jesus Christ to the world Savior of the world. Amen. And, and for her and her espoused husband, Joseph, uh, there was a lot of head scratching going on. Right. It was a lot of, how is this to be? Amen. Amen. And, and, and even a little bit of anxiety. Sure. A little bit of pushback. And the, the, the angel told Joseph, he said, Fear not to take Mary to be thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And he sh she shall bear a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. He went on to say that it's nothing less than Emmanuel being interpreted yes, God yes, with yes. us right, right. and with God nothing shall be impossible amen, amen. and so absolutely uh, he, he goes beyond physics he goes beyond human reasoning he goes to beyond the extension of time or 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 or, or human understanding there's nothing that he is limited to amen he simply speaks and worlds That's are created. Right. Amen. We can go out, and I don't know about Hammond, but where we live, we live up in the mountains. And, and when it becomes the dark of night, uh, if there's not a cloud cover, or God forbid a smoke cover because of the wildfires, sure. uh, you can look up uh, and, and you can realize that, oh, well, no, it's not just a couple of hundred stars. There are indeed a billion stars up there. Sure. You can see them where we live. Hallelujah to God. And it's a beautiful canvas of night sky. Amen. Amen to God. But do you know that concerning the creation of stars, the Bible records it by just kind of casually and simply, and it says, and he created the stars also. <laughs> he created the stars also. Wait a minute. I could sit in my driveway and begin counting, and by the time I'm a hundred years old, if the Lord tarries that long, I wouldn't have even scratched the surface right, right. on how many are up there and how brilliant they are Amen. and how far away they are and how powerful they are. Right. But as far as God's work is concerned, it just simply casually says, eh, and he created the stars also. Hallelujah. So that is how vast and majestic and wonderful our Amen. God is. Yeah. Yeah. That is just a little illustration oh. of the limitlessness right. of His power and right. glory. For with God nothing shall right. be impossible. Right. I've been blessed, uh, amen, to tell people this glorious saving message for yes. over 30 years now. Right. And I've seen lives transformed Great from God. the depth of drug addiction and yes. alcoholism yes. And, and, and just loss and pain amen. to where they come to be, amen, fruitful and abiding saints and of God uh, yes. in the church. And, 
and I look at that uh, transformation that takes place in that life and I realize for with God uh, nothing shall be impossible whereas people of the world and even educated counselors will look upon such souls uh, and say oh they'll always be the way they are they'll never change from the circumstance of their upbringing Uh, I would say to them hold on Uh, it might be according to your book and your education but with God nothing shall be impossible you might look at your efforts this afternoon standing on the street corner with free fruit signs handing out hot dogs and the world might look at that and say what do you think you'll accomplish by doing such things I'll tell you what we expect to accomplish amen nothing of our own work nothing of our own ability we're just willing vessels to be used by the hand of God knowing that with him nothing shall be Impossible. What is the comparison to a a hot dog handout to to the educated masses that that speak in front of thousands with great oratory ability and and, 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 and tremendous popularity. I'll tell you, as far as the carnal eye is concerned, it's not much comparison. But with God, Brother Hague, nothing shall be impossible. And I believe that God looks at every effort that His children are willing to put forth to the expansion of the kingdom. He knows how to put in the seed of hope and strength and multiplication and expand it beyond even what we would ask or think because he is an exceeding and abundant God that works according to the power that works in us. And it's going to work. It's going to work. It's going to work. Amen. It's going to work on two fronts. It's going to work because you have a family here. Right. That is desirous to be a part of the work of God in these Amen. last days. You're right. Amen. Just in speaking with your pastor, Amen, over the phone the past couple of weeks and, and today face to face for the first time, I recognize the kindredness between us. Amen. Amen. A kindredness that says, I'll do and I'll go right. and I'll drive and I'll give and I'll pray and right. I'll preach. And I'll do everything that is in my possibility of power to ensure that there is a church. Yes. A thriving church yes. to the glory of God. Right. Uh, amen to God. I, I, I can't even begin to tell you how many dollars have been spent, how many miles have been driven, how many tears right. have right. been shed uh, over the past 22 years uh, sure. over a little mountain town called Lake Isabella, California. Amen. I can't even begin to tell you how long it took to get to a place uh, of revival and growth uh, and sustainability. Amen. But I I can't tell you because of this. uh, It doesn't matter. I would have done it a hundred times over again to save one soul. uh, To be a part of God's work and kingdom. It doesn't matter what it takes to get there. But I can tell you this. There's a church there. Whereas 22 years ago there was not. uh, But when God drops the seed in a man's heart and in a family's heart. uh, Amen. Every devil in hell will rise up to try and stop it. Uh, But every devil in hell is not able to. uh, Because for with God, uh, nothing shall be. Amen. Amen. 
possible. And so there's a church here in Hammond, amen, because of the burden of a man and a family and you that are here tonight and those that have come and will come. That's right. There's a church. That's right. There's a church in this city. And secondly, in addition to the fact that there was a seed dropped in Brother Higgs' heart for this area, but secondly, and, and, and quite frankly, even more powerfully, with God, nothing is impossible. No. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess up the English language here right, for just a little bit. Tear it up. I, I'm, I'm just going to... I'm going to preach a little bit out of context when it comes to the way that this scripture is read. All right. All right. It says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Right. Amen. And I've already shared some examples of that truth. But let's read it a different way just for a moment here tonight. All right. For with God, nothing is impossible. In other words, it is impossible for God to do nothing. Amen. God refuses to do nothing. Amen. With Him, it's impossible. That's right. That's good. We're not talking about a God that is satisfied with nothing. Come on. We're not talking about a God that sits high in His majestic reign with angels flying round about Him, giving Him the glory that He deserves, and says, that'll do. No, uh, I'm telling you, He wants glory out of every heart. He wants worship out of every mouth. He wants service from every life. He wants a church in every city. Hallelujah. He's not satisfied with a city that is unchurched. He's not satisfied with a life that is untransformed. He's not satisfied with a pulpit unfilled. With Him, nothing is impossible. He looks at a nothing situation. And I'm telling you, brother and sister, hey, it bugs Him. It gets His goat. Amen. He looks at it with, if there's anything that causes God to be anxious, it's nothing. Amen. He looks at a nothing situation and He says, that just won't do. I'm going to call a man. I'm going to bring together a church. I'm going to convict the hearts of a city. I'm going to put praise in their spirit. I'm going to put outreach in their desire. I'm going to cause the wheels of righteousness to begin momentum. Momentum. I'm going to do something about that. Praise God. I believe that when he looked down on Hammond, Indiana, amen, before y'all got here, and he saw that there was not an apostolic voice, amen, he looked at that, and he said, oh, that just won't do. That's not going to stand with me. Oh, hallelujah. I believe that when he looked down the lens of where you used to be, David, and sir, where you used to be, and hallelujah what these kids would grow up to be and he saw the end from the beginning and he realized they're going to need a church they're going to need a voice of truth they're going to need an infilling they're going to need a washing and a freedom and a strength that they're not going to be able to 
find on their own. And so I can't just let nothing be. I'm going to have to do something. Amen. And he started searching. He started looking. He started exploring for a willing family and a willing man that would say, send me, Lord, and I'll go. Put the words of truth and life in my mouth and I'll speak them up. Put a burden on my heart for a lost city and it won't be lost long because with God, nothing is impossible. Well, let's love the Lord together right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. That's why we don't get discouraged when we look out across the congregation and we realize there's more empty pews than filled ones. We don't allow the enemy to have a way into our thinking for depression and giving up because we understand God sees these empty well, God recognizes that there's something that needs to happen here as well. And with Him, nothing is impossible. That's why I'll preach to that empty chair as if there's somebody there. And I'll preach as if there were 500 in the room. Amen. Because I know that with God, nothing shall be impossible. He just can't do nothing. No. He can't do Nothing. Right. See, I told you I'd tear up the English language. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is something he can't do. Right. Amen. It bugs him. Sure. It bugs him. That's why we as apostolics, I mean, our churches are filled with noise. Amen. Amen. And I look forward to the days and I hope that I get a chance to come back and there's a keyboard over here and a drum Amen. set over there. For now, the stereo, the YouTube what did you call it? YouTube, uh, University. YouTube University. University. It'll do. Amen. For now, it'll do. Hallelujah to God. God. Amen. But you know what? You can go down the church down the street, and I know they've got the largest Sunday school in the nation, and that's 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 fine. Amen. But you'll go there, and you'll sit in the midst of their congregation, and there's no movement, and there's no spirit, and no. there's no drawing of the Holy Ghost. Right. Amen to God. Because quite frankly, the presence of God right. isn't there, even though it's a bigger facility right. as it is is here. Amen. Because he steps into the sanctuary down there and he's like, oh, nothing's going on here. I'm gone. Sure. <laughs> but he walks down the road, amen, to God, to this place. And there might only be a few souls and there might only be yeah. a constricted room. But he says, oh, this is where I want to be. This is where I choose to attend church. This is where I want to make my miraculous happen. This is where I want to let my presence be known. Because there's something happening. There's something happening. I want to encourage your children tonight. Do something. Do something. Isaiah, I, I don't know where you are in your development in the Word yet. You may not be a pulpit preacher yet. Uh, amen to God. Uh, you might get a little nervous when you get in front of the correct congregation. Uh, amen to God. You may not feel like you can sing as well as those that you would see at conference. Uh, amen. None of that matters to no. God. What matters to God is yes. that you're doing something. Right. something. Right. You're doing something. 
Amen. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. My 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 three boys. Amen. My oldest son, who is a pastor now, he's been a pastor for five years now. He's doing a great job Amen. in Bakersfield, California. Amen. And a tremendous uh, children's evangelist as well. Amen. He was seven years old when we started the work in Lake, Is- Lake Isabella. He's he turned 29 the other day. He's been pastoring for five years now. Amen to God. Why would God bring him from a seven-year-old, kind of shy little boy to a place of pastoring a congregation and going all over the world? He's been to the Philippines. He's been to Canada. He's been all over the world doing children's evangelism. Amen to God. Why would he take some, uh, just, 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 just a little rudy little boy, amen to God, and allow him to be a part of the great ministry like that? Uh, I'll tell you why. Because from a very early age, Tyler understood, uh, amen, nothing is impossible with God. I've got to get involved. I've got to do something. I've got to, I've got to put my hands to the plow and not look back. I've got, amen to God. We built four churches. In, in our lifetime and, and, and been a part of building four churches. And I remember at a very young age, my boys, amen, with a big old sludge hammer, almost as big as they were and almost as heavy as they were, busting through walls to help daddy build another church. Uh, amen. He was doing something. Uh, amen. And it put a seed in his spirit that said, I must be involved in the work of God. Uh, I'm going to let God uh, bring the increase of my life uh, to where he wants me to be. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, it's the same for every soul, young and old, boy and girl. God wants something of us. He wants a heartfelt devotion and that surpasses all devotions of the world. Whether it's even human contact or relationship. Amen to God. You know why I can love my wife so much that I love her? Because I love him first. And I love him more. And he teaches me how to love her the way that she deserves love from me. He teaches me how to raise my children in righteousness. When I put God first and I devote myself wholly and completely to Him, He sees fit, amen, to do something about it. Because He'll bless even the smallest of gift. But He's looking for something. He's looking for something. I encourage all of us here tonight that every time we walk through the door, let there be a response to the presence of God. As the songs are being sung and as the pastor is leading through the Word, let there be a response to the Word of God. And I'm telling you, it won't be but just a few moments later that you'll start to feel that holy unction of the power and presence of the Lord. Because He'll look at the something you're doing and say I'm ready to bless I'm ready to pour out I'm ready to uh, uh, build your faith and strengthen your walk God's going to do it God's going to do it God's going to do it Amen in accordance to his truth in accordance to his truth the apostle Paul began to write concerning prayer I believe it was Paul it may have been James Amen where he said Amen you ask not, you receive not because you ask not. Right. 
Why? What's the big deal? God knows what I want. God knows what I need. If you need the Holy Ghost here tonight, God knows you need it. Right. Why should I have to ask? Because nothing is impossible with Him. Right. You're right. But if you begin to ask, Jesus said, and He makes a comparison, He says, You, fathers, would you give your son a stone if he asked for bread? <laughs> no, of course not. Would you give him a serpent if he asked for a fish? No, I wouldn't do that to my boy. He says, how much more would your heavenly Father give you the Holy Ghost right. if you would but ask? But ask. You being carnal knows how to give good gifts to your children. How much more shall your heavenly Father fill you with his spirit That's right. if you would just ask? Amen. You know why there's a lot of people walking around today without the Holy Ghost? It's because they haven't asked. Right. And as Pastor led us in the Word earlier today, they haven't repented. They haven't asked God forgiveness for a life of sin. Amen. And committed to God a change of direction. Right. Paul put it this way in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the tender mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service. He went on to say, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, Amen. that you may prove that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. Amen. He said, hey, don't become conformed to the world, but transform your mind. In, in other words, put it in layman's terms, amen, put it in good old Indiana speak, yeah. amen, quit your stinking thinking, right. yeah. <laughs> amen, quit your stinking thinking, right. and start thinking on the things of God, right. and start thinking of the possibilities of living for Him, yeah. and yeah. being directed by His Word, and Spirit, and a good man of God, start on these things and realizing that indeed God does have a plan for you and a direction for your life and revival for your soul. Hallelujah. That's what needs to happen in this city and in every soul that would enter into this place. They need to transform their minds by saying alright, I've lived a life of sin. I've dealt with the consequences of sinful actions but I'm ready for my life to change. Oh God, forgive me of the deeds I have done. Change me and redirect my life and watch the Spirit of the Lord. Not not with arms folded and proud, proud, frayed, saying, well, you should have done better on your own. No, 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 no. Repentance is something and He honors that something with forgiveness and mercy and a strength to raise you up out of the rut of your transgression into a place and a path of righteousness for his name's sake I'm telling you with God nothing is impossible I've gone too far I've done too much no you have not no you have not praise God the prophet Isaiah writes in Isaiah chapter 1 and verse number 18, he says, in, in, in speaking for the Lord, he says, Come now, let us reason together. Come on. 
Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. He says, come on, let's reason about this. I know you've got it in your mind that you've gone too far and you've done too much and, and your life can't ever be changed or filled or washed up. But come on, let's reason together. Come on, Let's talk about this. Let's work this yes. out. Yes. Yes. Amen. It doesn't matter how red your sins are. It doesn't matter how come deep on. in sin you've gone. Yes. If you'll believe yes. and repent yes. and submit your life to me, I'm going to make your red sins white as yes. snow. I'm going to take those crimson actions of unrighteousness and they'll be like wool before you Amen. know it. Hallelujah. I can't even begin to tell you the testimony of my old life. It's been 32 years ago. Amen. But being raised in the condition that I was raised, I saw and did a whole lot of things that a 15-year-old boy never should have saw and did. But one touch of the Holy Ghost, one moment in a baptismal tank, hallelujah, all that was gone, all that was dealt with. As far as in the eyes of God, they did. They never existed. And I broke that water out of my baptism. A new creature and a freed man by the blood of Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, that same drawing spirit is in this place tonight. For every life that is ready for transformation. Every heart that is ready for a change. Every mind that is ready to be cleared of the chaos that sin causes. I'm telling you, there's a God that is ready to do something when you do something. Amen. When you do something. Because it all comes down to this. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 6 will tell us. Amen. Hallelujah. What will it say? Praise God. <laughs> I can quote it. <laughs> Amen. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 6. It Amen. says this. But without faith, it is impossible. We're talking about impossibilities tonight. Amen. We're talking about the only thing that God can't do. Can he move mountains? Sure he can. Can he build a church in a city that there, was, there wasn't one before? Absolutely he can. Can he touch and transform even the wickedest life? Absolutely he can. Can he heal any disease? Yes. Can he bring back together any family that has been broken because of sin? Yes. With God, nothing is impossible. But the only thing that God can't do is nothing. Is nothing. And so the writer of Hebrews gets it right when he says, without faith, if there's no faith there, right. when it comes to the action of faith, if there's nothing there, right. it's impossible to please God. You're right. Let me read the scripture. But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Yes. That diligently seek Him. That seek Him with all their heart. Amen. 
that seek him unrestrained by the restrictions of preconceived ideas of thinking I've gone too much, I've done too far, I've seen too much, I've hurt too many. Amen. These are all preconceived ideas that limit God's power of changing you, saving you, and delivering you. If you can push past that through diligent faith and diligent seeking, I'm telling you there's a God ready to reward you. Amen. With the infilling of his with the washing away of past sins that won't haunt you any longer. I'm telling you, it will clear your conscience from the dead works that hold you down. With God, nothing shall be impossible, but he's looking for somebody to rise up in faith and say, all right, God, I believe you are. And that's the connection with the scripture. The writer said this, he said, For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Me standing in the third person testifying about God, I say, he is. He is. He is a healer. He is a savior. He is a deliverer. He is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. He is great and yes. greatly to be praised. Amen. That's me standing in third person testifying about God. That's right. But you have to stand in second person with the own with your own diligent personal testimony. Whereas I'll say he is a savior, you have to respond to God directly. You are my savior. Amen. You are my Savior. Because Jesus will speak in the first person by saying, I am. All the way back in Exodus chapter number 3 when he first called Moses to deliver the children of Israel. And and Moses said, who shall I say sent me? And and God says, tell them I am sent you. Mm -hmm. Tell them I am sent you. Right. Moses wasn't really sure, quite sure about that. And so God had to perform some miracles to convince him. Amen. But that is so powerful. Sure Later is. on in the New Testament, we'll find Jesus arguing with the Pharisees uh, concerning children of Abraham. And I don't have all the time to get into all of that. Amen. But basically, he told the Pharisees that doubted him in his deity. Amen. And he told them, he said, before Abraham was, I am. Jesus said, I am. You're right. And in in doing so, and he also says it in the gospel scriptures, I am the door. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I'm the bread of life. I am the living water. I am your healer. I am your redeemer. I am your savior. I am the the one that casts out devils and raises the dead and heals the sick and changes the life. Jesus says, I am. And I'm a preacher of his wonderful gospel and I'm telling you tonight, he is. He is all of those things. And the only thing that's left is for you to declare in all faith saying, you are. (laughs) You are the one that I've been looking for. You are the one that can make my life the way it needs to be. You are the one that will forgive my sins. You are the one that will transform my thinking. You are the one that will change my life. 
And Jesus, you are the one that I can trust. You are the one that will take me to heaven. You are the one that I will serve. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Will God force his will on any man? No. No, he will not. Because he's looking for something. Yes. To work with. He's looking for something to work with. Amen. I wonder if we could stand together this evening. He's looking for something out of every life and out of every heart. To say, you know what? I've gone a long way on my own. And on my own, I've messed some things up. On my own, I've done some things I'm not too proud of. And on my own, I'm lost and undone. But Jesus.